Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. This is Liz Booker with a Literary Aviatrix author's note from writers whose work features women in aviation and other experts in the field of writing and publishing. This one is from Season 1, Episode 34, in my Writer's Room conversation with Cherie L. Smith about her book, Fly Girl. Cherie is not an aviator. She is a writer first, a very well-respected and award-winning writer in the children's and young adult world but many of her books feature aviation. Her book, Fly Girl, is a young adult novel that imagines a fair-skinned black woman who passes as white to serve in the Women Air Force Service pilots. So, Cherie, how did you become a writer? How did I become a writer? Um, You know, somebody put a book in my hands when I was a kid, and I became a reader. And then when I was 10... My mom gave me a uh, a journal, and I decided that it would become my first novel. <laughs> and I wrote three pages, and I would she was making dinner, and I would run in after each page and read it out loud to her, and then run back and write some more. And on the third reading, I realized that I was plagiarizing a book that I loved <laughs> as a kid by Lloyd Alexander. So I gave up, and I and I didn't try to write another novel for you know like another ten years, but which then was also terrible. And I didn't do anything with that. It took a long time to learn to write novels, but I've been writing short stories and the like since um, elementary school and eighth grade. And then, you know, publishing what I just went back and read is some really, truly terrible poetry in the high school literary magazine, but felt like a huge accomplishment at the time. But then becoming like a, 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 a published author was a different journey. I'd been, I'd been trying to publish short stories and, and not having a lot of traction. And then I took this trip to Alaska. Um, I was working as a, as a development executive, a story development executive at Disney TV animation. So my job was to come up with stories for animated feature films that went straight to home video. And um, one of our writers lived in Alaska and he said, come up and visit. And when I was up there, I was taking notes like, you know, like a travel journal, but on a legal pad of what I was seeing. And one of his friends took me on this tour of um, of Juneau and we stopped in front of this totem pole at the University of Alaska. And she was telling me a story about these kids she used to teach. And she sighed and said, "Ah, Lucy, the giant, which was one of the girls in her program. And she said those words and a bell went off in my head. And I said, what did you say? And she said, Lucy the Giant. And I heard gong. And I said, say that one more time. And every time she said it, it gonged. So I wrote it down and didn't think anything else of it. And now I'm on one of the ferries in Alaska. 
And after that terrifying trip in the little plane up to Skagway, I took a ferry down to Sitka. And on that plane, this woman in the cafeteria, on that uh, ferry, this woman in the cafeteria comes over to me. And I'm just writing down what I'm seeing on my legal pad. And she comes over and she goes, excuse me, are you a writer? And I said, no. And she's like, but you're writing. I'm like, I'm also that. on a boat, but I'm not like a boater. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> but it was on that trip that I realized that not only was I a writer, but that um, the notes I had been taking were the notes for my first novel, which is called Lucy the Giant, as it turns out. So um, that's how it started. That is a fabulous story. Have you ever um, read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic? I haven't. I've heard her speak about it, though. And, There's just yeah. this one little excerpt of it where she talks about ideas being these living, breathing creatures that are flitting around the world looking for a partner and that they come to you. And, and if you're paying attention and if it's the right time for you, then, you know, you get together and you work on something. And I, I just, think it's very true. I've had that experience myself multiple times. And so I totally relate to your Lucy the Giant story. That's so cool. So how did you hone your craft? You talk about Fly Girl being a master's thesis. What mm-hmm. masters were you working on and where? And how did that program help you? So um Yeah, I'll start back with like, I think my first creative writing class was in college um, and was a terrible attempt at a novel that never went anywhere because I didn't understand how to write a novel. I understood how to read a novel, but so much of your training in school is for writing short stories that writing a full, you know, a, a longer form piece of fiction is a mystery. So I hadn't figured that out yet. And Uh, Around the same time that I started writing uh, Lucy the Giant, my mom, God bless her, who always supported me in everything I wanted to do, she gave me some books on writing that she picked up at a yard sale. And and I'm looking at this fusty book that I was just like, it smells like an old garage thing and I don't really want this. Uh, And it fell open on a page that said, if you want to write short stories, write short stories. If you want to write novels, write novels. And my head exploded because I'd been writing short stories and people would say, that's a lot. That sounds like a novel. But I'd be like, well, it's not, though, because I don't know how to do a novel. So and so then I realized that um, writing is like baking and short stories are cookies. I love chocolate chip cookies. And a novel is like baking a wedding cake. It's the same basic concept, a lot of the same ingredients, but a novel's got structure it's got layers, it's got a lot more going on. And so then I started dedicating myself to figuring that out. So I I took another short story class, um, UCLA Extension, and that was, you know, it's useful for crafting sentences, but ultimately it's not going to help you with long form. Um, My time at Disney taught me a lot about three-act structure. So um, I left Disney, like after I had my Alaska Epiphany um, it took me a little while, but I finally I quit that job, um, got a temping job down at the um, at LAX at the airport um, for a construction company. So I worked in a triple wide trailer on the side of the runway. Oh, and we might have been neighbors. <laughs> probably, probably. Because I was, like I was right lonely... between the runways. <laughs> that's probably, that's exactly. I was, I, and you, you would find me sitting on a metal staircase, eating my sandwich, my little bag lunch. And then when everybody else went to lunch, I had to man the fort. So while they were gone, I started writing my novel. 
on the backs of discarded Xerox copies and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I guess airplanes are always in the background, literally. <laughs> I just never really thought about it. Fly, Fly Girl, I had decided um, I needed a backup career. I, I, I like I had this this um, conversation with a girlfriend who had just gotten divorced and was at odds, didn't know what she was going to do. And I was like, oh, you know, I never wanted to be a teacher, but maybe I should get a master's so that I can teach if I have to. And so I got a master's of arts in uh, the humanities with a concentration in creative writing because I couldn't afford the MFA programs that were out there at the time. And I couldn't afford to go to school full time. So I was able to do a distance learning program at Cal State uh, Dominguez Hills. Um, And I chose the program also because my graduate thesis could be a creative work. And I started writing Fly Girl. Um, that was, I was stuck in traffic at the time, all that came together. And I had this thought that if I could write a book off of this degree, it would pay for the degree. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? You know, uh, you know, state school tuitions and uh, being what they are. And so I worked on it with, uh, uh, my advisor was uh, Dr. Abe Rabbits, who, when I pitched him the idea, he wrote me and he said, you know, Shri, I served in World War II and I've never heard of these women. He had never heard of the Women's Air Force Service Plan. Oh, wow. So that while I was there, my thesis is actually only a section of the novel. Plus, there was like a critical element to the thesis. So it's about 50 pages of the book. And it covers that time period when Ida May goes home after training, but before deployment. Yeah. And so it was lovely to be able to work with someone who had served in the war you know, to give me feedback. And he was like, dig into the pathos, make us feel, make us, you know, Um, so that, that is what helped me there. But then I had to write the rest of it without him. And there's, it should still be in the books today. There's like a tiny little uh, acknowledgement in the beginning, thanking him for like a little dedication um, Somewhere in the very beginning, I was surprised. I said, "Can I put a dedication in there?" And the way they put it in was so tiny that I was like, "Oh." Well, my book is my book is the original copy that I've had since two thousand nine, so I guarantee it's in here. Many thanks to Professor A. Bravitz for overseeing (laughs) the seedling version of this novel, and to my manager Garrett Hicks for recognizing this story would become. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yay! So that's (laughs) that's the seeds of of Fly Girl. 